Welcome to Thinking Ahead, your leading edge insights podcast. Each episode reveals the latest insights on today's consumers and offers a sneak peek of tomorrow's marketplace. Stop guessing what's next and start thinking ahead. Welcome. This is Hannah, your host of this episode of Thinking Ahead, a GFK Insights podcast. Today, I'm joined by one of our past guests, Frank Wagenti, Senior Research Manager here at GFK. He joined me as a data expert and co-host two episodes back on our episode, How Does Gen Z Feel About COVID-19 in the Future? Welcome, Frank. Uh, Hi, Hannah. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, of course. So we are here back together again on the podcast one more time to talk about something a little bit similar to the past one, but a little different. Uh, Today's topic is all about back to school in the age of COVID-19. Frank, why don't you get us started? Great, thanks. Yeah, so uh, just to ground everybody in, in, you know, where some of these data points we're going to be discussing today are coming from. So uh, in the wake of the pandemic, GFK initiated a, uh, a global consumer pulse study um, measuring concerns across uh, issues consumers are having and will continue to face with the intent of helping some of our business partners and clients adapt and navigate these unprecedented times um, in order to help them make uh, some informed and timely decisions. So to touch briefly on some of the study specifics, um, in the U.S., we've collected data on 11 different occasions since early April, tracking consumer lifestyle and behavioral changes, uh, purchase behavior, and how consumers anticipate their behavior looking after the pandemic. Um, and today we'll be discussing attitudes on, as Hannah mentioned, we'll be discussing attitudes on back to school in the, in the, in the COVID-19 in the COVID impact uh, from our most re- recent data collection period, uh, which occurred the week of August 17th. Great, so overall, Frank, uh... Just looking at the questions, because I know you have quite a few when it comes to back to school, uh, parents' feelings on it. How do parents really feel about the beginning of the school year? Yeah, so, you know, parents are actually eliciting some really strong opinions on on back to school plans and reopening, um, ranging across a broad range of topics. Uh, In fact, parents of uh, students who are attending, you know, college in some capacity say stronger opinions uh, across the board, you know, than parents of children who will be attending primary school. Um, so, for example, 76% mentioned uh, reopening is necessary to uh, the emotional and mental well-being of students. You know, a little bit less than that, 70% are mentioning, you know, the quality of education. Reopening is crucial to the quality of, of the education their, their children receive. Um, you know, 68% report, you know, it enables parents to get back to their normal routines and get back to work. Um, however, you know, 60, 69% do mention that reopening is is unfair to teachers because it exposes them. So there, there is a little bit of ambivalence there. Um, you know, and, and you know, my biggest takeaway from all of this is that, you know, well, parents are actually placing less emphasis on the direct health implications and risks associated with the virus and more on the circumstances that are surrounding it, um, which is a trend, you know, that we're seeing across parents of, uh, of, of who have students across all ages. So, Frank, most schools have a plan by now, or they are already in session. Some have already begun, especially a lot of colleges. What are the most popular methods that students are currently using to learn by? I'm thinking virtual, in-person, maybe a hybrid version of both? Yeah, uh, funny because among, you know, parents who have children, you know, 3 to 18 years old, I guess we'll call them students of primary school, the majority, uh, 27%, favor uh, hybrid reopening models. 
that provide both in-person and virtual learning. Uh, and then if you look at the, the ends of the spectrum, we got 19% of parents are saying, you know, they feel that education be, should be operating fully remote, while another 21% feel that schools should be should physically reopen, you know, five days a week, full days. Um, but what's interesting is when you net some of these together, you were getting, you know, 81% of parents that are saying uh, that there should be some form of in-person learning, which is which is a pretty staggering number. Um, and I think that speaks to some of the things that I you know, previously touched on, you know, uh, you know, reopening is necessary to maintain the quality of education, emotional, mental well-being, um, again, allows people, uh, parents to get back to their normal work routine and so on. That is a really large number. Do you know, because of course you've done many waves of this study, were the numbers similar in the beginning when schools and everything was shutting down or were people more concerned about, you know, staying indoors? Um, well, th this is a recent question that we've added to the survey. Um, but if that number has crept up since last wave. I'll have to double check that, but I think that number has crept up since last wave. As we get closer to the start of the school year, it's starting to become more and more realistic and relevant for people. Um, but you know, we're, we're even seeing that and not even related to education, some other aspects of life. You know, people were highly concerned about, you know, the, the health risks involved with the coronavirus. Now they seem to be more concerned with why they can't leave their homes. Um, why can't they go to a restaurant? Why can't they go to the gym? Um, I, I think the, the pandemic has lasted longer than most people would have expected. And, you know, concerns have kind of shifted from, uh, you know, from, you know, the health, the health risks and the health concerns to, you know, you know, getting back on track or getting back to some sort of a normal routine. Right. That's interesting. Is there a difference when you look at it between elementary schools versus high schools? Uh, no, the opinions are, are relatively similar. I, I would say, you know, parents of kids of all ages are, you know, they, they, you know, they feel the same way about these topics and, you know, they're, cause they're all kind of impacted the same way. What about, so I know you just mentioned a little bit with the parents' attitudes where most of them do want more in-person, you know, um, interaction, but of course it's not essentially up to the parents of what each school district's doing. It's, it's the school districts who decide. So how do they feel? Do they feel like their opinions are being aligned with what the school districts are actually doing? Um, to be honest, we don't necessarily capture that in our survey. What I will say, though, is we have about half the sample that are saying or half of the parents are mentioning that they are willing to, you know, stick to whatever their local school district is telling them to do. If it's mandated that kids need to be going into school, they will send their kids to school. And the other half feel like that, you know, it's their it's their right and it's their decision to do what they want with their kid, whether that means not sending them to school, pulling them out of school, sending them to a different school, homeschooling them. Um, so it's pretty interesting to kind of see that split there. You'd think more people, you know, would just comply with what their districts are telling them. But I guess you're, you're seeing a lot of parents that are just not happy or, or maybe that that kind of alludes to the fact that parents aren't just happy with some of the decisions that are being made at the, you know, the state and local levels. Right. I, I do. I know a couple of people who now are currently homeschooling their kids officially for at least the fall. So that's interesting because there's a lot of parents who definitely would not have chosen that avenue before. Right. Right. I mean, and I, I see it in my local area that there's some Catholic schools that are telling students and parents that, you know, they need to be at school five days a week, all day. You know, that's just the way it is. And if you don't like it, you can go to public school. And there's some parents that are actually doing that, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, some parents like you know, we, we kind of already touched on it. Some parents like the convenience of sending their kids to school all day. 
you know, they can get back to work and they can do what they need to do on a day-to-day basis, I guess, to you know, support their families and, and whatever else. Looking at it in a business point of view, because of course, back to school, that's a huge revenue builder when it comes to a lot of different businesses, whether that's back to school clothes, school supplies, you know, anything like that, transportation going up because kids have to get on buses or anything like that. Uh, So how has that changed now with COVID-19 and you know, some people not going back or not as many people going out there to grab their, you know, first day of school outfit, things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, obviously the pandemic has had a profound impact on the retail industry, right? Um, you know, with, with the majority of, you know, students learning remotely, we have more than a third of, of parents saying that, you know, they're limiting back to school purchases um, and 28% for, for, you know, uh, primary school age students. Which I feel like is a big number because if, if you know if kids are learning remotely, uh, they don't need new sneakers, they don't need a new backpack, they don't need new jackets and whatnot. Um, but you know what what is interesting is we uh, we do have over half uh, I think it's slightly over half of parents with children with children that are primary school they say that their children will be learning remotely, right? Um, and you know that that's had a profound impact on other resources that parents are buying to make sure that their children are equipped, uh, you know, to, to learn at home. Um, for example, you know, we're seeing that 60% are saying that they have already purchased, you know, uh, or beefed up their internet services around the house. Um, and 15% say they intend to do so, which is, you know, and that either purchase or intend at that number at 75% is, it's a pretty high number, you know, and that, and that makes sense. Um, you know, given, you know, kids are learning remotely, parents are working from home. Uh, and, then, uh, you know, I just want to make sure that everybody's connected and prepared and able to get done what they need to get done. Yeah, there's also been quite a few articles that I've read about a run on laptops and tech products, because so many people are purchasing those for their kids for the following year. Yeah, I mean, I, as I've seen even in my research experience, like even Chromebooks, you know, the sales of Chromebooks have gone up tremendously. Um, over the past couple quarters because people are home and it's an affordable option and it, and Google is already compatible with a lot of what the schools do. Um, so there, you know, so there has been, you know, some positives in terms of technology retail and maybe not so much in, you know, clothes and apparel and, and sneakers and, and whatnot. So moving on from just obviously using technology as a way to help the kids learn, what are some other tools that parents are using in order to supplement for that lack of face-to-face instruction that kids would usually get with their teachers or faculty members at the school? Um, yeah, so we've you know we've kind of touched on the electronics component, uh, the technology component, and families are also stocking up on more, I guess, more of the you call them traditional school-related items. Fifty-one uh, percent have mentioned that they bought. You know, lunches and snacks, 49% have mentioned that they're buying notebooks, pencils, and other supplies. And, you know, sometimes those are supplies that you get um, at school from teachers, depending on district and teacher and class and whatnot. So um, it is interesting to see that, you know, parents are really stocking up on those products as they prepare for remote learning. Are parents concerned that their child or children are going to be falling behind because of it? We touched on it previously, you know, with the remote learning, you know, you're always concerned that your child is kind of going to slip through, slip between the cracks a little bit, right? Because it just, it lacks that environment of learning and education of being in the classroom and being around your peers and having that one-on-one with a teacher. Um, so, yeah, that is a big concern. Um, 
but you know, and, and not to get too far off topic, but you know, I, you know, we, I did previously mention that parents are slightly more concerned with the circumstances than the health, but you know, there is some ambivalence, you know, and it's not a complete trade-off, right? Because we do have some parents that are saying that they're really concerned with uh, the ventilation in schools. 79% of students of uh, parents who have college-age students, 78% of parents who have primary school-age students are saying that that's their top concern with sending their kids back to school. Um, so it's a, it's a trade-off that parents are grappling with. And uh, and I guess there's just, listen, maybe they're just overwhelmed because they don't know how to react and what to think. They don't want their kid to get sick, but they want, they want to maintain some sort of a normal lifestyle. Do you think that because, of course, like you said, now this pandemic has gone on for way longer than pretty much anyone thought it would. Uh, so people are just starting to think about the new normal and kind of, you know, the health concerns are taking a backseat. But do you think it'll change if people start to go back to school and that starts to, you know, spike cases? Are we going to have another switch where people are more concerned with health versus the normal life? Probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that, you know, it'll it'll be an increasing concern. I mean, because if you look unrelated to education, if you look at some of the top concerns just generally people are having, it's it's still the virus. Um, but, you know, to what end? Is it because of the health risks and the health complications that come along with that? Or is it because of everything else associated with it? Um, but, you know, I, I do think that there is still a lot of people and not to downplay the fact that you know, people aren't concerned about the virus and getting the virus and infecting others, because I still really do think that's a concern for some. And, you know, we might even see some spikes in cases across the country as kids go back to school. But um, and it will maintain a concern. And but I don't think that'll have a profound impact on the psyche of the American, you know, population. I feel like people are more concerned with wanting to get back to work and wanting to eat in restaurants and wanting to work out and um, and maybe that's just frustration boiling over and, and it had, the, the, the virus hasn't impacted them like it's impacted other families. Um. Yeah, that's a fair point. We've spoken a lot about parents and their attitudes, but I want to shift it a little more to the students. Do you have any data when it comes to the students' attitudes themselves about going back to school? Um, well, the majority of our questions were really focused on parents, uh, but I what I did do is I did look at some of these different cuts by, you know, some of the younger generations, Gen Z uh, in particular, um, because those are the closest to school age, especially college students. And, you know, they're not as concerned with some of these, I guess, as you would think that they would be, especially related to parents, because, you know, um, the only thing that impacts them is, or am I going to school in person or am I going to school at home? Um, there's no financial impact for them, right? They also don't have to go to work or worry about some of those other things. Um, and, and quite honestly, and this is more opinion based than it is anything else, maybe they're, they're just not as educated on the issues as their parents are. Um, so they are slightly less concerned. Um, and I think for them, it's less about uh you know uh the health risks associated and it's it's just a matter of you know wanting to i guess fit in and, and do what's best for for their family and what their parents are telling them to do right that's fair i definitely from the last episode that you joined me on where we had uh students themselves on there i was definitely surprised by some of their attitudes towards it as well um it was interesting to hear from them yeah likewise i mean they were all about remote learning and remote teaching and remote working and 
which, you know, is the way of the future. I really do believe that. But, I, you know, I, I think that in-person element is something that can't be replaced. And it's a great way to, you know, kind of foster and, and develop and maintain relationships. And going, there are roadblocks to, to being virtual and I guess kind of getting ahead, at least in my opinion. But, um, you know, I guess, yeah, I guess you kind of have to adapt and overcome and, and mold to, you know, the current times. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see when it comes to hybrid. There's a lot of schools doing the hybrid learning. Um, it'll be, be interesting to see how that works out, if it sticks around. And also the same with when you go back, people, when the adults are going back to work, are they doing hybrid as well? That's a fair point. It's very curious. I'm very curious to see how things play out. I know in my local district, they were hybrid and then they decided to go all remote because they felt like they weren't prepared for the start of the school year. And, you know, I feel like in a lot of these districts, going remote is not about the virus. It's about what's associated with the virus, right? Do we have the technology in place? You know, what's the school day going to look like? Can we trust the kids and all these other things? Um, so it's just there's a lot of planning involved, and I'm not sure some of these districts are prepared to, to you know, adapt or even capable of implementing a system that, that really works. So, yeah, it will be interesting to see how things got to play out over the course of the next couple months. Well, Frank, thank you so much for being here today. I have one more question for you, which kind of goes into what we just st spoke about. Um, and that is uh, thinking ahead to a time when all schools can go back to being fully in person. If they do, maybe they do stay hybrid like we just discussed. Um, but what new attitudes will be adapted from this unique time in history and what behaviors will stick around? Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's 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 just learning how to, you know, teach and learn remotely from a teacher perspective, learning how to connect with your kids and from a student perspective, learning how to interact with their teacher without being in front of them. Um, and, you know, and as the saying goes, necessity is the mother of innovation, right? So I'd like to think coming out of this, like the Googles of the world, the Facebooks of the world will, will you know, work with education experts to try to figure out ways and you know, develop software that allows for more streamlined interactions and knowledge sharing and information between student and teacher, you know, that kind of foster alternative ways of learning, you know, down the road. Well, thank you so much again for joining me for one more episode. Uh, if you guys are interested in learning more about the Consumer Pulse study, which is where all this data was from, I'm going to leave a link for you guys below in the description. I also recommend if you want to hear a little bit more on the college perspective of school to listen to the past episode Frank was also on about Gen Z as well. And also just don't forget to review the podcast and subscribe so that you never miss an episode. We'll see you next time on Thinking Ahead. And now our closing segment, Listen to This, where we'll share some fun facts pulled from our studies across GFK. Homeschool, in-person, online, hybrid learning. There are lots of different ideas on how to deal with the new school year in a pandemic. So what do parents prefer for their kids? Listen to this. According to MRI Simmons' new COVID-19 consumer report, 44% of parents prefer that their children are homeschooled or use online sources for their education this year. 24% prefer a choice between in-person and online. 19% prefer part-time protocols to keep in-person contact conservative. And 13% want to go back to a school full-time. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Thinking Ahead. For more information on today's topic, click the link in the description. We'll see you next time so you can keep thinking ahead.